Welcome to the debut of Season 5 of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. No better guest to kick off this season than Magic Head Coach Jamal Mosley, who joins us. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, and Jeff Turner. And if you're a Magic fan, we already know you're super excited for the upcoming season of Magic Basketball. And this episode is only going to get you more excited. We get a chance to have a candid conversation with the Magic head coach as he discusses the new addition, Paulo Bancaro, his expectations for him this year. Also, the emergence of Franz Wagner playing terrific basketball, representing Germany in Eurobasket this year. What does he envision? Maybe the roles moving forward for some of the young pieces of this Magic core. And also, how excited is he to have Markel Fultz healthy and ready to go for an entire season. Lots to get to and lots of reasons to get excited for Magic Basketball in this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Jalen Suggs of the Orlando Magic. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Cole Anthony. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. And this is the Pod Squad. And welcome to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, the first edition of the 2022-23 season. And it is our pleasure to welcome in our guest, Magic head coach Jamal Mosley with Jeff Turner, David Steele, George Galante, Dante Marcatelli inside the Advent Health Training Center float pod. This is amazing. <laughs> We're all floating. Absolutely We're all amazing. floating. This <laughs> thing is pretty spacious. I didn't realize it was this roomy. You would not have thought it could did you guys see? People. Did you guys see the unicorn fly by? It was unbelievable. And the this rainbow? Is, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Unbelievable. It's more buoyant than I thought it was going to be. Here. It's amazing. All the five so, of us the can solid get gold fixtures though, were really, really nice. Coach, it's great to see you. We haven't seen you in quite some time. I know we kid, but this Advent Health Training Center. This uh, is, is this unbelievable? This is absolutely how many, and how many incredible. times have you gotten lost? I've gotten lost about four times when I was walking to find you guys. I didn't know where the which conference room you were talking about. But no, this is it's unbelievable. I mean, the space, there's no wasted space. Um, they've done an amazing job of putting this thing together. Well, we'll circle back on it, I'm sure, and how it helps you and your club. But one year ago, right? Take us through what has been different in your life, how you feel right now, as opposed to one year ago when you're becoming an NBA head coach for the first time. Now you're going into year two. I mean, what, what, how do you explain this last year, how it's been for you? You know, it's interesting. I was telling someone the story the other day. Uh, when I went to summer league is when it actually slowed down this second year. Um, coach Murmis coached the summer league, so I was able to take a pause and look and observe from the outside in. But I remember the, the when I first got the job, it was a whirlwind, um, just trying to get things in place, try to understand what it meant to you know put the staff together. All of these things were just coming at me like a whirlwind, and I stayed in. We stayed at the win. I sat down on my bed and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I can take a pause and register all of it to what it was this past year." and I just looked back and I was so grateful for the opportunity um, to have a, such a phenomenal staff, such a phenomenal group of young men that helping to lead. So where I am right now is just a, I'm in a space of gratitude, being able to slow everything down and see, keep continue to see the big picture um, in what we're doing and how these young men have grown in just one year. Uh, so. That's where I am, and being able to see you guys for a year straight. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're just excited. That, that has been a, a, a great thing, honestly, just being able to take the step back and reflect on it a little bit and obviously have a thing slow down just a tad. What did you learn from 
where you were last year at this time. What are some of the things, the lessons that you take with you as you start your second year as a head coach and with the new franchise? For you? I, I, I believe it's just the constant growth and the level of communication that I want to make sure, make sure I, we can maintain. Um, keeping people on the same page when we're talking about delivering messages to our players, uh, delivering message to our organization and our staff, just that we continue to stay on the same page. And Jeff, John, and, and, and Alex, and our group has done a great job of doing that, helping these the young men understand and the players understand exactly what it is we want to accomplish and how we're growing and the direction we're headed in. Um, that's been the biggest thing, just the level of communication and the way in which we work every day. Because our process um, is, is about work, right? It's every day. How, what are we doing to get better every single day? So that's how I'm trying to take it day at a time, but communicating the same message to everyone um, across the board. So, go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say, um, I remember last year before the very first game, you and I had a conversation, and I told you then that no matter how much you prepare in this role, there's going to be something that you just weren't prepared for. And so was there something that surprised you at some point that you were like, oh, I never thought about that? talking to you guys as much <laughs> gets, old, gets old quick no it? no honestly I and I, and it was great to be around we, we had our head coaches uh, meeting in in Chicago and it was so great that we actually had this reflection and so you talk to Chauncey you talk to Willie you talk to Wes you talk to Stephen Silas and you know obviously now um, Will Hardy and then gets the job in in, in uh, Utah and then Darvin gets the job in LA so you're feel like you've done one year and you're giving that advice of what to expect. And I think we're trying to say the same thing to each other is be yourself and make sure you're communicating at the highest level with everyone, um, stating what it is you want, the way you see things, but obviously involving as many people as possible because you want to empower everyone that's around you. So you've said communication obviously is the key. How easy or how much easier will it be for you when you look in the locker room mm -hmm. and it's pretty much the exact same group, I mean, does that let you advance things a little further than you would say this time last year when you didn't know any of the players? A lot of it was evaluation last year, right? Seeing what guys were capable of, not capable of, the different combinations we put on the floor. Um, I, but I really do believe it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little bit easier when you see the same group of men that have been with you since last year um, and then that's why we keep using the term compete and leveling up because now I won't have to say the same thing three times because you've heard it all last year and so now we had our coaches meeting the other day we're not reinventing the wheel right so all the things that we did last year there were some very good parts in that process where guys grew and got better but now it's a matter of okay are you really grasping it and now i can hold you to a different standard because i've told you all last year here's what we were expecting and now you've got to compete for this position because i told you this last year do you feel like you can do that sooner now that you've had these, I mean, basically the same group for a year? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily putting the foot on the gas. What I really think it is, is there's a different level of accountability, right? Because before it was a learning process and they're going to be, they're going to continue to learn because it's our job to help them grow, learn, become, become pros and helping them understand how to win. Uh, but I think it's not, it's not necessarily putting foot on the gas. It's 
hey, here's what we're expecting, right? And now you have this person right next to you that says he understands it a little bit differently than you. So until you get that, right, like let's put this person in place and now you understand you might it might speed it up for you on how fast you learn it, but it's being able to put those pieces in place. But I don't think it's speeding it up because I don't want to skip any steps. And to me, it's all about the foundation continuing to be laid every single day. Well, you've got huge fans in this room. You've got huge fans in town. I don't know if anybody's bigger fans than David and Jeff. Sit right courtside and get to watch you every night and, and see the interaction that you have. And as part of the process and not holding them as accountable as you might this year, was it tough at times? Because there's got to be times where you see the same mistakes and you want to say something, right? So what did you learn about yourself and just letting guys play and learn? And it had to have been a challenge, but, but you know, obviously you knew what you were getting into. It, it was it – was, it was a lot of growth for me in being able to understand patience and know that these these guys are trying their hardest. It was never a matter of that they didn't try in, in, in order to execute things. It's just some things were sped up for a lot of these guys at first year, second year. They hadn't experienced these things, so they're maybe playing more minutes than they had gotten, so it's a different level. And youth is is going to take over a lot of times no matter what. And so I think being able to understand that was was very good for me to be able to see because it was my you know my first experience in in that role being able to when is this timeout when is that timeout when do I need to get this substitution pattern but that's also part of what we're trying to have our guys understand that they need to rely on each other the same way that I'm relying on our staff you know none of us are going to do it alone and that's what I'm really trying to have our guys understand and hit home on like that's the piece of it. We're doing this together. We're growing together. We're building this thing together. The foundation is continually being laid, and I want them to understand that. Great. Coaches can hold players accountable, but it's even greater if you have players in the locker room who will hold themselves accountable. So who, who in the locker room in this group do you see as the individuals who – maybe it's all of them, but – uh, who, who, who will step up and hold people accountable in this locker room? It's a young team. What's great about our locker room is that they all do get along, but they also now, like you're saying, in, next, in this second year, they also understand what's being demanded. And they felt what, what it was like all last year when it wasn't all the way correct. Or then when there was a great flow to the game, they felt that. Um, when Del Carter is a guy that his physical and verbal presence is felt when he walks in a room, uh, obviously, you're seeing what Franz Wagner is doing in, in Germany and the way he stepped up, not just his play, but his body, his body language, his ability to communicate with guys. And then there's other guys that just do it by the way in which they work. Uh, you look at a guy you know, like Markel and Jonathan Isaac and even like Cole. These guys are showing it in the way they work that it's going to be done by committee. And you're waiting for that one to just maybe be that full step and I can command the locker room and this is what I need all the time. But for now, they're so close that it's done by committee and they're holding each other accountable to, man to man. I've never, I've never known anything about Eurobasket. I don't follow FIBA, <laughs> but I'm watching in the middle of the afternoon. I got my Germany shirt on. <laughs> watch, I got my flag going. I don't know about you guys. I, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken, you were over there for something, right? So I'd love to hear about that experience uh, going over to Germany and your take on what Franz has done. It was incredible. I, I think everyone needs to experience that type of atmosphere. 
Um, the games are just such a level of intensity. The crowd, um, you feel the energy, you feel the passion behind the countries, um, and just the pride and the joy in which they play with. Uh, it's a lot more physical. Uh, you're getting hit, you're getting grabbed, you're get, you know, you have to be able to be tough and resilient uh, within the, in those games. Uh, but the, the time that I went over there, it was, it was the first game, it was versus France, it was, they were retiring Dirk's jersey, which you know, had, you know, hadn't been done, and so there was just an electric atmosphere to that game, and it was amazing how Germany came out and played. There was just an intensity and a fire and a fight. And I think the game before that was uh, Slovenia versus, I believe it was Lithuania. And it was a physical game, but just that atmosphere and those fans is just some level of intensity that you have to be there to experience it. But that's how you know that these guys, you know, they rise to the occasion. And that's what's so great to see what Franz is doing in these moments. Does it surprise you what he's like, what I was going to say is, could this thinking? have gone any better right. for him? Like, I, I don't see a scenario where you look at it and you're disappointed in mm. anything other than him tweaking Oof. his ankle. I mean, don't, don't, not let's not, let's not bring ankle, that right. up. But, like, <laughs> but like, I mean, you're looking, can this be any better situation for him? Well, what it is for him is what we've kind of seen from the moment he started to the end of the year. Right, like feeling his way out, feeling it's trying to figure out where he fits in. But the one thing about Franz that has been, you know, just so apparent is that he's a professional. He has an unbelievable basketball IQ. He works his tail off. He studies the game and he has that grit and determination to be great. And so what's happening now is that everyone's seeing what we were seeing throughout the entire year, you know, talking to Jawan at Michigan, that's how he was there. But now it's just being, he's now recognizing, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. Because now it's, he's just putting all the pieces together. And it's fun to watch because you just, he's embracing every moment. And that's what we were talking to all of our guys about, like embrace these big moments because you are, are all capable of, of a level that, you, of, that we're trying to get you to reach. Jamal, talk about that. I mean, all those things you talked about, Franz, and, and I don't want to put Franz on a, a level he's not ready to, but that grit and determination. You've been around some really some Hall of Fame players, whether you know, been around Dirk, you yep. know, obviously Luca at a young age, yep. Carmelo, LeBron. What is it that separates that what that that grit and determination of those guys that that are just special like that? You know what's interesting, and you've been around great guys, and you've all been around great guys. I, I really think it is mastering and dominating the simple. Because everyone thinks there's some spectacular thing that they do. Sure, the moves, there's, it looks great, but there's a level of I'm just doing the same thing every single day until it's exhausting. But my foundation and my fundamentals are so strong that when I get out there, it shows up. So you're never afraid of that moment because you've put the work in. Being around Dirk, that's what it was. Being around Luca, that's what it was. Being around, you know, early on with Melo, that's what it was. It was, and people don't see it if you're not with him every single day. But that's the habits that we're instilling in in each one of these guys. So I know we're talking about Franz now, but if you walk in our gym, these guys are doing that every day, and our staff is pushing them to that every day. So it's not it's not a tedious amount of work. It's the joy for coming into the gym and working on the fundamentals of the game. So now when that moment hits you're ready for it because you've put all that work in. 
So we've seen Franz in the Euro basket. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like he may have added a few things, a step back three. That looks pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But yeah. um, And we talked last year in, in uh, the COVID, December, January mm -hmm. phase of the season uh, with players out. You put the ball in his hands yeah. a lot in yeah. half-court offense. Um, do you see – is that in his future or is that something in an, just in an emergency or – I mean, is he versatile enough? Versatile enough to be a primary ball handler for this team? I think he is, um, and and I say that because it's not necessarily just the ball handling; it's more the decision making. And you feel comfortable with a guy that can make decisions, and that's what we're asking all of our guys to do. How can they be better decision makers? And that means when, and if you notice, when in Franz first started summer league, everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, look how well he cuts." That's a decision maker. I know when to cut, I know when to move, I know when to get open. So now you put the ball in his hands and he's a decision maker from that standpoint. So that's what we work on with all our guys. It's like, how do I become a better decision maker, not just with the ball in my hands, but with Franz, he, he will have the ball in his hands some, and, and, but like we talk about doing it by committee. If you're out there with four, four other decision makers, you're looking at a pretty good team. So we'll agree then. Franz's first team All NBA, yeah, All Star, fine. right? Well, that's, that's, that's where we're we'll, right. So let's 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 pivot a little. Do you like that? No expectations. He didn't win Rookie of the Year, but it wasn't for the lack yeah. of these guys trying. No expectations. You guys yeah, yeah. All Star you guys now, first team that. All NBA. No, okay, so let's transition to the rookie that you got to watch mm -hmm. from the stands during summer league in, in Paolo Bancaro. What did you like during that week that we he was with us, and and what do you see for him moving forward into the season here? I really just watching it as we're talking about Franz and the decision making process and that ability to know when, where and why I'm doing it and how to do it. He has that in him already. Um, he is more of a pass first mentality. Uh, if, if we watch film together during the summer league and we would sit and you'd pause the film and you say, tell me what you see. And he's breaking things down like, okay, if he comes in here, I can move this guy there. The man from the corner comes in, I can find him. If I can turn the corner, I can look for the lob. He's breaking those things down right away now. And, and because he has the pass-first mentality, uh, it's going to be another decision-maker. And then obviously physically, his ability to hit people and get to the basket – He's just physically so gifted, but his mind is also similar to what I see in where the way in which he views the game and the way Franz sees the game, the way Markel sees the game at times, the way Wendell can see the game. There's an ability that they they can recognize things around them quicker. And he's bigger. I, with, would we all agree that he's bigger than we thought? He, like oh he, it, when I saw him for the first time, right. I, I was just like, "Whoa, you were way bigger than I thought." You he, just don't get that impression on TV. Well, I, you guys watched some of the clips when I was defending him, right? Yeah. Like that, that was part of that. I was wasn't like, going to bring that up. Part, you <laughs> bring it up because my chest. There's part of my chest. <laughs> yeah, 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 still. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. And I and it's it's interesting because he's just such a great young man. Um, he teaching him and continue to help him know how physical he can be and how physical guys are going to be with him at this level is going to it's going to just grow so much uh, i think he's going to be a guy that can get to the paint when he needs to uh, get to the free throw line when he needs to and that's what we'll keep imploring him to do because he has that gift um, and then it's not about it's not a selfish gift because once he gets there teams are going to start collapsing and he has a mentality to find the open man 
You mentioned a couple things. I can't imagine how fast it comes for an 18 or 19-year-old. Mm. You know, you guys can speak to that. But what are some of his challenges going to be, do you think, that you'll kind of help him that maybe with all rookies that they have? And where do you think he might excel? I know you mentioned a couple areas already. But where well, else do you think he might excel? I think where he's going he's to continue to grow is just the speed of the game. Um, and it's not because he's going to get sped up. I think he's going to have to figure out his pace the right pace for him in the position that they're putting at that we're putting him in because we're going to ask him to do a lot of things you know similar to the, the other guys that we've mentioned that we want decision makers so he'll be at the elbow he'll handle the basketball he'll be on the post he'll be on the wing there'll be all these spots he'll be in but he's going to have to learn the pace in which he's doing it at at each one of these spots and already physically he's going to be able to get to the basket um, he's going to be able to punish defenses. Um, and then, but then uh, conversely, defensively, his ability to sit down and guard smaller guys. Because if he's, whether he's at the two, three, four, five, one, whatever it is, there's going to be matchup situations that he's going to have to understand, okay, here's how I guard a pin down. All right, here's how I get thin. Here, here's how I get through on a pick and roll when, you know, whether that's, Joel Embiid setting it, or you have Steph Curry setting it. How do I navigate the two? And he's going to be in those situations some. So it's just the film work and the, the reps on the court where he understands what he's capable of doing and how he's got to do it. How do you see Paolo, Franz, Wendell, those three players on the floor at the same time, mm -hmm. how do you see them gelling? What do you think that looks like? I, I honestly, I mean, this is probably just the, the optimist in me because I just think they're such great decision makers and they care. They care about doing the right thing. So I think it'll find a way to flow. Now, obviously, putting pieces to the puzzle together are what we're going to have to do during training camp. They're going to have to compete against each other, with each other. There's going to have to be a flow that they finally they'll, they'll, they'll develop a chemistry with whomever we put on. And we'll just keep changing teams because you want to see these guys compete. But I don't see it being a hard puzzle to put together with those with those pieces. I mean, you know, and then you add Cole, then you add Jalen, then you add uh, Markel, then you have Chuma. All You have all these pieces that can fit, but I really think it, it's going to come down to the decision-making of, of these guys. You've got such an exciting young core. Well, oh. Now you're going to have Markel Fultz going into camp, mm -hmm. going into the preseason, mm -hmm. going into the whole season, right? Knock on wood, have him for the whole year. You saw it last year, what he adds, right? Just from, from your standpoint, the film you've watched, yes. the time you've spent with him, what does, how, how, how much of a difference does he make having him the whole year? I mean, you, you, you feel his energy. You feel his positivity. He's such a special young man in, in the way in which he does things. It, it, the game comes easy to him because I always he's, – he's an artist. Right, he really just he paints his own picture as the game's going on, and that's how he views the game. And he's always he's so creative. So he's a giver more than anything, and I, I think that's the biggest piece with him, with these guys, is that he's giving of himself to make everyone better. And then when he needs to go and figure out a way to dominate, he can go dominate. But he doesn't take that as the first option. And I think that's a part of the glue that will help our, our guys grow together because they see his selflessness and how he reacts and how these guys respond to him. And then it, you forget how big these guys are. Right. That, I mean, you, you look at li our line, you, got, you have Bol Bol, Mo Bamba, Wendell, Mo Wagner, um, Paolo, Franz, Jalen's big, Markel's big. You have size. 
And I think with these guys being able to have length and strength and physical ability, I think you know you have a chance to disrupt a lot of teams in different ways. And that's why putting this puzzle together is going to be fun. And that's why I'm so excited about camp because these guys are going to push each other. They're going to compete, and it's going to get chippy. And I'm so excited about that. I'm ready for I, that. Jeff yeah. likes that. Well, no, absolutely. You know what's <laughs> what's funny is like you know we were talking before Coach got here about we're excited, we're ready to get yes. going, mm-hmm. and now. Listening to you, man, I'm like, um, let's to, go. Right. Ready to break it's a hole in one of these new walls. <laughs> That's what I'm ready well, to do. It's interesting. You said you just mentioned how excited you are. You wanted to get chippy, and you've talked about competing. Mm-hmm. How great is it that I mean, listen to you talk the depth at each position mm-hmm. that you're going to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. to facilitate that competition for playing time. That makes it even better as well. That's the beauty of it. And, and I really think we talked about what we were growing and how we're continuing to grow to get these young men better and achieve what their level of success as well as ours. Um, I, I really just think that now it, you're telling on yourself. So everyone expects, you know, the coach come with the hammer and this is what we're doing and how we're doing it. But you're also you're judged by your peers. And so as you're being judged by your peers in those competitions and we're playing five on five and this red team loses and blue team's going, well, you're telling what's happening every single day. So now if it's you're playing this many minutes or that many minutes and you get into that, well, it's hard to argue when you watched it in practice what was going on. And so that's the beauty of it. And it's, it's, gonna, it's iron sharpens iron. These guys are going to make each other get better. They're pushing each other. I'm watching the pickup games now. Um, and these guys are competing. And it's fun to watch. A little trash talking going on? Uh, uh, it's, it's slowly getting there. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's slowly getting there. I, Let's I mean, be honest. Jeff wants an all-out brawl. He doesn't want trash talking. He wants somebody to take a swing. Taxis. That's the well, practice I, I, I want I, this I year. I think the, 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 the really good, good teams have that level. They have the level of where I know that I'm pushing you so much and it's going to get heated, but when it's all said and done, and that's why I've said this over and over and over, we have such a great group of young men. They're good kids. They like each other, but they also have to learn the the, the difference in I, I like you and we get along, but when we cross these lines, I'm pushing you because you need to push me, and this is going to make us all great. Brothers, was brothers in the battle, right? Brothers yeah. battle, yes, right? You were, in the middle of a, you were in, a, in the middle of a lot of those battles <laughs> in the mid-90s, it's, JT. It's my, sure. my two boys. Yeah. They get into it. Like sure. five, yeah. five and seven years old. One yeah. hits the other one in the eye on accident, <laughs> then it turns into something else, and they're going. And next thing you know, that's what it is. But they, there's no love lost. Like It's even right. more so that this is how we are, try, we are creating this environment like competing and battling each other and then hugging it out keep it moving we go into and take it to somebody else's arena you got a Can bunch I? of young guys let me ask him real okay. quick Jeff. yeah don't interrupt a bunch of young guys doing here? what's just, going what's going on like he's he, he been interrupting no, i'll direct this at george can i just <laughs> reserve my, i want to reserve my seat here at the new trains can i get a name plate or something <laughs> sure we can so i always have it so i'm here to witness okay. this i'll, I'll make sure it's not yeah george has to get one i was gonna say right next to mine <laughs> right, right next to mine. You're right out here. You're right out here, aren't I you? I am. Yeah, it's the one that says communication. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Cool. 
What's your middle name? George, 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 George Communication. Ask your question. All right, Dave. You didn't forget, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. No, what I wanted to ask you, because um, you have so many young guys in the locker room, mm -hmm. and oftentimes young guys want to make a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. They haven't mm -hmm. been around a long time in mm -hmm. the NBA, and at times it takes years for yeah. players to understand, I've got to yeah. assume a role. Yeah. How do you, how do you as, as a coaching staff, get a young group of guys to understand that if we're going to be successful, sometimes guys are going to have to you know, take a yeah. role that they might not – uh, be totally comfortable with. No, that is it's so true. And what we what we're continuing to try to do is show them the examples of it, um, in other teams that have done it. And I, I get it. Everybody wants to be the first one shown. They want to be the first one seen. But we talk about doing it by committee. And if we all are successful, then each individual is successful in in their own right, whatever that looks like. So you take you know, pictures from what Golden State did, how they grew it. You take pictures from Milwaukee, how they grew it. You take a look at Boston and how they grew it. Those guys are still, you know, pieces that are still together, but they pushed each other and they all won. And that was the biggest thing is that each person looks in their own individual right like someone, but it's the team. And so part of it is just as, as coaching, I try to take my ego out of it as well. So the example that I want to set for them is the example that we have with our staff. We all do it, right? So how do we lead the, by example to these young men? We all do it. That's it. Every single day. I, I don't want to try. I, I don't think we can do it any other way um, because for us to be successful, I want to, it has to be done by committee. Well, as you mentioned a couple of guys, Bull Bull, we know nothing about. We've seen a little bit in college, a little bit. Yeah. In the, I mean, he's, yeah. he's been hamstrung a little bit. He's tall, Dante. I don't know if you know like that. He's, yeah. he's really tall. He's really tall. I know a lot about Super tall. But what can you tell us from what you've seen with him? We hear he's very talented. He's and extremely. And what, what can that look like this year? And, and how is J.I. progressing? So just a couple of your bigs. What do you got? So you have three questions or four? Two. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How great. He made one question into like seven. How great is Bull Bull going to be? And I like the way he just threw J.I. right there. Right, right. Oh, by the way, how's J.I. doing? By the way, J.I. And a follow-up to that? In the exact date, too, he's going to play. Okay, so on, no. Um, Bowl is extremely talented. Uh, and the one, the, fun, the funny part about that is that he's also a very good decision maker. He has a great feel for the game. He has a very good basketball IQ. Um, he understands the when and the where, but it, it's been some time since he's played. And so that's the great part, again, about, you know, training camp and having the room and being able to play up and down five on five more with the bodies that we have. They're going to get a feel for the game again. And I, I think that's going to be very important. But he is extremely talented. I mean, you look at the again, I'll go back to the the length, just the length of in, in which in which we have on our team. And he's going to fit a big portion of that. You know, obviously it's going to take some time to get himself back acclimated to being out there again. But he's extremely talented and, and capable of so many things. But obviously we're going to have to go through camp to continue to see how we put these pieces of the puzzle together with these guys. Uh, as for J.I., he is uh, – he is <laughs> – you transition so much better than I do. He is, uh, he's, he's progressing. Um, he's following, obviously, all the, the, the protocols that we have for him for rehab. And he's staying on that track just day by day. And they keep monitoring it just to see how he can continue to progress. But obviously, no 
grand news of time of when it's going to be, but he's he just stays on the same path every day with his work ethic and his habits and his wanting to get back out there. But he he's nobody's working harder. I mean, this kid like you talk about the the simple. He's dominating the simple of being there every single day and putting the work in. You know, you didn't have it much last year with all the injuries and mm -hmm. all that. But don't at some point when you're buyers, do you get excited thinking about if I have all these guys? at my disposal, healthy for an entire season, what we might be able to accomplish around here? <laughs> or at, least a, at, least a month, at least a month having them all healthy? Perfect. Dante's developing a style. You guys notice that? I, I throw style. some out there, then I find out about every other play on the roster one by one. So we got about four more questions that can turn into 27. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Just no, um, <laughs> it, it, it really is exciting. But I, I've said that from even last year. Um, it's an exciting time to be and and support the Orlando Magic because it's 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 a great group of guys. Um, it's a great organization. I mean, the care factor from top to bottom, from the DeVos family to all the way down to anyone that works here is just there's just a level of care. There's a level of compassion. There's a level of want and love for what we're doing. Um, and these guys feel that. And it's a great group of guys that want to be around each other all the time. So I think with that combination and willingness to work. It's it's a it's it's exciting, and now you don't want to. And we'll say it over and over again. It sounds cliche, but you don't want to skip the steps. Like you asked the question about putting your foot on the gas. You don't want to speed up and get to a place where guys don't feel that they learned exactly what you needed them to learn in these moments. Because that's our job is to help these young men become great, become the, get to the level of their best ability, and then that in turn helps us grow. Dante mentioned the injuries and uh, keeping guys healthy. Mm -hmm. J.I. coming off the significant injuries. So that's a good segue maybe for you to talk about this facility that we're in. It's unbelievable. The Advent Health It is so amazing. How, how important is this going to be in terms of keeping guys on the floor, keeping guys healthy, getting players ready to play physically? Well, just the, the recovery, the, the, the rehab areas that we have, the weight room, the – the hot cold tub. I mean, we're sitting in the float tank right now, so I think this is. Which is I, I mean, warm. this is it's pretty My warm right now. I'm very relaxed, but just the fact that it's here, that it's on site, that everything that they need, they can walk over. If something happens, there needs to be a scan or or MRI. It's right here. They don't have to go anywhere for it, and it's open to them at all times. And it's going to be a place that these guys won't really want to leave because between the food and the recovery and the games and the massage table, like it's all here. And so I think that you, they feel a part of all of it already, but this is even more so because it's all at their, at their disposal. I actually took a week vacation and just stayed here. <laughs> yeah, I just sat in there. My wife, my wife was wondering where I went. I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm on vacation. Well, I could hear Jeff saying, when I hurt my knee, they put chicken wire on it. You know what's funny to that is when, when we had a chance to tour the facility yeah. earlier and we brought our families and everything, um, you know, I was telling my wife, you know, 
if if I was a single guy, I don't even know that I'd rent an apartment. I just <laughs> like you could just they, live right. here. They, they have sleep restrooms or a sleep room. <laughs> yeah. um, they have um, everything you can think of. It's it's here. The salon. So you, I, the I could salon say back they have there. they have a barbershop right. back could, there. You know, if you game day, home game day, mm-hmm. maybe have shoot around here. Yeah. Just have guys would probably just kind of spend the day here. Yeah, most of the time, time it's going to be here. Yeah. I think because there's so much space and there's yeah. you know obviously more courts uh, in order for us to get shots up. Um, but the you, like you said, there's not a reason that you need to leave. Yeah. Um, but these guys, they'll they'll be here, and it's about them learning how to take care of their bodies as well. And this is the perfect place for it. All right. Well, then, lastly, I guess, Coach, and it'll be one question. I, I was just—I was about to ask, was it gonna be one, and then, no. <laughs> and then a little sidebar. But you've—you've you've mentioned a number of times you've seen guys, you've gotten to see guys, and what they look like. And I know I'm sure you put a plan together on what you want everybody mm-hmm. to work on, but. Yeah. The competitive nature. Like, what are you asking of these guys that we might see differently going into this season? What what can we expect? Well, one competing. Like, I, I know we we played hard last year, you know, and obviously there was you know small mistakes of youth and just trying to figure things out. But you know, obviously basketball is a game of mistakes, so we're not going to be perfect. But what you're asking these young men to do is compete every single night to continue to play hard. Uh, and when we talk about leveling up, you know, it's the attention to detail in our game planning. Uh, it's their ability to not make the same mistakes more than more than once, and then understanding what that looks like, dominating the simple. Um, what does that look like in our fundamentals, how we do things, the passing, the moving, the cutting, um, knowing when, where, and why you're doing certain things. I, I, I want to make sure that our guys understand how we play without the basketball. Um, and that's part of the decision-making process. You want young men to be some of the best decision-makers that we can, that we have. And so it's, that's the level-up process. How do you do that? And then lastly, and I say it over and over again, I want them to play with such a level of passion and joy for the game of basketball because it is it is supposed to be fun, right? Like they, the, the work that you put in when you get to in front of a crowd, it needs to show up that it's fun and you're present in that moment enjoying the game for your teammates. Well, it sounds like you're saying 48 wins is what that sounds like to me, and we're all excited about that. And that crowd's going to be excited hearing that, too. I, I heard something in the sleep pod. I don't know. That. I think somebody just opened the door in the sleep pod. I didn't hear what, what was I didn't, What was that? Out here in the floor pod. Well, fans are excited. We're all excited here in Central Florida. Coach, thanks so much for your time, and we can't wait. We all can't wait to get started. I cannot wait to get started. Thank you guys for having me. I Honestly, I was, I'm so grateful for you guys, so thank you for letting me come on with you all. Let's have a great season. Thanks, Coach. Guys, I'll be in the nap room from 2 to 3.